G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Go out, grab yourself a drop this weekend. Mid-strength dropped a couple of weeks ago. It's an absolute cracker. Rep round done and dusted now, so we're back into Supercoach. We're going full throttle for the run home. Joined once again my co-host, Timmy Williams. Welcome back, bro. G'day, mate. Yeah, good to be back after a bit of a freshen up. I know we did the Beers and Breakevens podcast last week. SC Playbook had a bit of a rest to freshen up for the run home and... Uh, I know I look like a bit like a drowned rat at the moment, but I promise I'm fresh, ready to go for the weekend. Mate, what about last week? We we spoke for 25 minutes about Ryan Pappenhausen, mm. what to do with him. We got off and we opened our phones and COVID. Fucking unbelievable. Oh, and then we come into this week and we'll get to it later, but Bellamy playing silly buggers again and naming him on the extended bench. Like, he's clearly going to play. Like he's, They've said for three weeks he's going to play aside <laughs> from the COVID hit, so come on, mate. Yeah, so look, we will touch on Pappy today and our thoughts, but if you do want a deeper analysis on that, go back to Beers and Breakevens last week uh, where we spoke for 20-odd minutes there, rinse and repeat. Uh, mate, scores, ranks, we went through them last week. Uh, the last round we played, I scored 1,260. I went down two spots. I'm ranked 43 at the moment. Happy with that. Remind us how you're travelling. 246th, mate. So it was 11.58 uh, the prior round. So I dropped 99 spots there. Uh, not the best week, but I thought it might have been a bigger drop, to be honest. So very happy with where I'm at. Not, uh, not quite top 50 like you, mate, but closing in. Yeah. Uh, I think we're both sitting with 14 trades. I got 14. You 14, got 14 at the 14, moment yeah. going into this round, yeah. yeah. Uh, and at the moment, there's 278 points separating us. And we'll talk about round 17 soon because our tactics are very, very different heading into round 17. And I, I reckon Timmy will probably jump me, what do you reckon, by, by 100 or so maybe? There's so much to play out in the space of the next the next two weeks and, and even next week's TLT. But mm. I, I'm hoping I can bridge that gap. Whether or not uh, I'll be a few short trades on the way home, I won't be short, but you'll have a few extra up your sleeve. So we'll, uh, it's going to be tight post round 17. It's going to be round 17 planning versus trades for the back end yep. and, and and money for me. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I might have to turn to uh, a certain Melbourne Storm halfback, but we'll talk about that very oh. soon. Uh, Teamless Tuesday. Also, guys, the group, we won't go through it. We went through it last week. Once again, if you want to hear your name spoken about and how well you're doing, go back and have a listen there. Make sure you check out who's ninth in the group too, doing very, very well there. It's me, Timmy. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Uh, it's been a long season. It's been a long fucking season. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Crazy it took so long to get in that top 10. But anyway, <laughs> Teamless Tuesday. Um, broke yesterday. Thursday, we've got the Manly Seagulls taking on the Melbourne Storm coming to you from Brookvale Oval. Uh, Joshy Schuster, he's still on the bench. We've got a question about him later, so we'll talk about him soon. But it's the Melbourne Storm extended that we want to talk about. Ryan Pappenhausen, we just said. Craig Bellamy playing his best silly buggers with us, fooling no one. Uh, we know that Pappy will come in, so it'll either be Idarima or Grant that drops out of this side. Uh, personally, I think Grant's going to stay in. I think Dean Irema will drop out of this side. What do you think? I'm with you, mate, and it, it might be the super coach coming out of me, but just on the old eye test watching him uh, the last couple of rounds, I thought he's looked really good. Yeah, has obviously got the trust of Bellamy there, and he is, he's very loyal to his players, particularly when they're winning games, Bellamy, which is most of the time. But I think Grant stays in that team, uh, which is fantastic for super coaches, should it eventuate. Uh, like, I'd be stunned if Pappy... He'll play... I think he'll start at fullback. There's a chance he comes off the bench, but even when he does start, I think Grant keeps his spot. Eremiah will drop out, uh, which Grant at 175k, round 17 coverage. Obviously, a few job security issues, even if he does get named. Um, but yeah, he's, he 
could be coming into the Cooma Stallions this week. This is obviously Grant Anderson too. I don't know why we thought we were on first name basis with him, but Grant Anderson we're talking about. Not Harry Grant, who has been named at nine for the Melbourne Storm. If you held him during this origin period, uh, seeing him at nine this week and um, seeing Brandon Smith at 13, you'd be pretty happy with that. You would, yeah. Whether or not that remains the same come game day, but like Grant... Of the Harry variety, didn't play huge minutes uh, in Origin. Was mm-hmm. it forty three or five yeah, or something? something along those lines. So that, and then the fact that Brandon Smith, who would be his replacement, played big minutes for the Kiwis the night before. Uh, so had Brandon Smith not played, I think Grant would be off the bench. But as it stands, uh, yeah, good news for Harry Grant owners, those who held. Friday, 6pm, we've got the Newcastle Knights taking on the Gold Coast Titans in one of the most Friday 6pm games of all time. <laughs> Caelan Ponga has been ruled out for the Newcastle Knights. Uh, getting a little bit worried about KP. He's been, like we obviously mentioned it mm. last few weeks on Bloke in a Bar. He's, he's been banged around a little bit. It looks like he will miss this game and uh, he could potentially miss Origin as well, which would be very interesting. You see the domino effect there. Tex Hoy comes into fullback. Um, now, Barnett, let's talk about him quickly. He He's on the minds of a lot of Supercoach players at the moment. Mm. Barney, he could come in and goal kick. Personally, I think people are forgetting that Adam Clune can goal kick. Jake Clifford's not far out of this side as well. Two guys that I think could goal kick in front of him. Where do you sit on Barnett? He's obviously cheap. I don't think he's a bad option, but I'm not as keen on him as the amount of messages I've received about him anyway. What are your thoughts? I don't mind him, and I've always had a soft spot for Barnett in Supercoach because I'd rate him as a footballer. I think he's a fantastic footballer. I think he's got attacking stats in him, which is obviously so vital for a forward in Supercoach circles. Uh, so averaged from 61 to 64 the last three seasons in minutes of 68 to 71. This season he's 48 points per game in 61 minutes per game. So back to what looks like hopefully a bigger minute role now that he's on the edge there at the Knights. Uh, Dan Sofied used to come back, so... I'm a, I don't mind him for next week. I definitely wouldn't be going this week. A, I want to see if he goal kicks because that would be such a big factor mm. going into him. But at 465K, break even 32, uh, he could be a really, really good option, obviously for around 17. And then while, I mean, I say I wouldn't rush to play him in my 17 in the run home, but, I mean, if he's playing 70-plus minutes, potentially 80 on that edge, which he very well may do, uh, he can score really well and be, be a 65-70 to 70 average player. Uh, I don't mind him, but one for around 17, not this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand the people looking at him this way. Obviously, the Titans matchup is mm. juicy for them. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think he's one that I'm going to go, but I have been known to backflip. <laughs> a lot. So we'll see how we go there. Uh, mate, this Newcastle Knights extended bench is definitely one to watch. This might be the greatest extended bench of all time. Daniel Saifedi, Heimel Hunt, Fitzy, Bradman Best, and the form player of the first three weeks of the competition, Jakey Clifford. Uh, surely there will be some changes to this Knights lineup, right? Massive, isn't it? And I mean, Dan Saifedi, super coach wise, Dan Saifedi's big because. What does that do to David Clemens' minutes? A lot of people are keen on him. Do they do they reduce a little bit? Uh, Bradman Best, I mean, he hasn't hit his straps this year, even outside of injury supercoach-wise, but super pod potentially. Uh, we just need the Knights to show something, wouldn't we? And, and I, want to, I want to see the Knights produce some good footy this week before even thinking about them. But without Caelan Ponga there, it's, you just... You don't know, do you? It's a tough gig. Yeah, very, very tough so. gig. Mate, for the Titans, uh, Fafita, he's been named on the bench. I know he's one guy that you've sort of had on your radar mm. the last few weeks. <laughs> I want to say I'm glad he's on the bench because we'll probably get him cheaper in a couple of weeks. Not in Fafita, we probably fucking won't. He'll probably come out and brain it off the bench. Uh, but he's going to be an interesting guy moving forward. I'm really keen on Fafita for the run home. I mean, we've seen what he can do. The back row depth in Supercoach is 
solid. A um, few issues around a couple of players there, but for feeder. When he's on, he's on, and even when he's not on, he's still one of the best players in Supercoach, let alone the back row position. So in terms of Superpods for the run home, he'll be owned by no one, effectively, or no active players. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really be eyeing him off this weekend and maybe around sort of 18-19 purchase. Yeah. The Panthers, they take on the Chooks at 8 o'clock Friday night. Uh, Penrith, they are 1-17. I received another 14 questions. Do I sell Isaac Tungo this week? Uh, I reckon I've got it every single week. Mm. The last 12, it's been insane. Penrith, 1-17. They're bloody good. Nothing changes there. Uh, for the Chooks, though, Victor Radley, he returns at 13. A little bit earlier than what the Roosters, NRL, everyone was reporting. I think the original was like 18-19 around that mark. He was named in the Origin squad. It looks like he'll, he'll be fine to play this weekend. Does send Nat Butcher back to the bench. Um, we knew that this, this was always going to happen. It was a matter of when. It probably has come a little bit earlier than what we anticipated. If anyone's still holding Butcher up, this is the week to let him go, yeah? That's it, mate. Yeah, 463K. So he's come in, done a really good job for those who did jump on, made a bit of cash, break even 77. So now off the bench there, and as you said, Radley back. I think time to go for Nat Butcher. Hopefully we do see Radley this weekend. He obviously, uh, his weapon of choice on the weekend was the uh, air hand job. So fingers <laughs> crossed we do see him. What what a fucking ridiculous situation. He's right? a loose unit. Oh, I cannot, but anyway. Um, mate, speaking of ridiculous situations, they've also signed Matt Lodge yeah. overnight. Um, I think he is the sort of player that they need through the middle. Uh, he could be a real point of difference for the Chooks moving forward. Well, they just haven't been... Obviously, anywhere near as dominant in the middle as they have been in past years. Maybe that's because of an, an ageing forward pack that they've got there. Uh, they've, I mean, last year in particular, they had massive injury issues, so you let them off there. But this year, they're not quite there. If Lodge can come in, and he's going to benefit that middle. He's a very good footballer. What he does off the field, whatever, so be it. Um, and all that situation with the Warriors. The fact is, the Roosters have got themselves a very good front rower. Uh, and if, if he can help dominate that middle a little bit more for them, what that back line can do off the back of it, uh, it's, it's exciting for Roosters fans because, and Supercoach as well, I know it's only one player, but it can be a big difference with a gun front rower, as we know. Yeah. Peter O'Sullivan waves his magic wand again, <laughs> gets him in a former POS club. Very interesting. All right, Saturday, 3pm, we've got the Bulldogs taking on the Sharkies, a game that um, six weeks ago you probably would have thought this is one that you give up the afternoon to go and spend with the missus. Mm. Happy to miss this one. But, mate, now with the way Canterbury are travelling, I think this one's going to be a cracker. Luke Thompson, he's still no sign of him. You told me before, still some HIA concussion problems there. So Max King, he wins big minutes again. The character arc of Max King this season has been incredible, hasn't it? Mm. He has been up and down. I hate, I hate him. I love him. And at the moment, he's one of my favourite guys. He's one of them ones where... The cheaper you start with, and you had all these plans to sell him after the, the first buy round happens year after year, blokes like this. And for whatever reason, be it injuries, suspensions, origin selections, rep selections, just find themselves in, in bigger minute roles. And it gets to the end of the season, around 25, and you've held him the whole year, and you're going, What'd you get right and what'd you get wrong? Yeah, I held Max King, and he averaged 70 for the run home. It was just the perfect um, plug option in my side. So, look, I still have him on the chopping block on the basis that I'm looking at going a little bit harder at round 17 and someone needs to make way. Um, but with a three-round average of 65, he's playing a lot bigger minutes, anywhere from 55 to 65 at the moment. If he maintains that, you're like, well, 
who's better that you trade him out for? Because he might not have the upside of your Joe Tapneys and Papalitis, and you'd prefer them, but at the same time, he's, he's not doing much wrong, is he? Yeah, I also think, like, his, his minutes have been great the last few weeks. I feel like over the last few weeks, he probably hasn't offloaded as much as what he was mm. earlier in the season, too. So, if he can start, like, when we watched him live the other day, I didn't feel like he was offloading crazy like he was previously. So... Yeah, I like I've got him in my draft team, so I'm yeah. very, very biased. And the other thing with King is I'm looking at players that I want to move on for around 17 targets, and he was one of them. <clears throat> but I'm sitting there, and I've got Papali'i and Taumalolo in the front row, and I'm looking at front row targets to move King on to, and there isn't many that I, I really like. I, I don't really like Clemmer. You know, Tappany's not around 17 player. There's no one that I'm overly keen on. So while I do want to get rid of him, someone's going to have to emerge between now and round 17, which is one round's time um, to justify doing that. So, yeah, we'll see. But he, he might be a long-term hold, Maxi. Mate, they take on the Sharkies. And one thing to know with the Sharks, uh, their side, on their bench, they've got Tolman, Finucane, Wilton, Fafita. Uh, Four-forward bench, obviously, you've got Connor Tracy and Trindle on the extender bench. Whether one of those guys comes in or not, they might choose to go the power game against this big Canterbury pack. If they do, does that hurt Cam McInnes for you? Mate, I don't care about Cam McInnes. I'm an Andrew Fafida owner. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've had him since round one and just been like, every time I've sort of, I haven't really wanted to get rid of him because he hasn't been worth anything, but he starts punching out the few 30s and 35s. I'm going, geez, I'd take that in round 17. So I'm looking at that 4-4 bench going, gee, I'm glad he's on it. And I've looked into that that bench in the past, just going, they have to bring a Tracy onto it or a Trindle or someone. But uh, we've seen Fitzgibbon in the past go with the four forward bench. So maybe maybe it does stay like that. Uh, as far as McInnes, I'm a, I don't own McInnes, but I'm not overly keen on him. So last game was Dale Finucane's first game back prior to, to the rep round against the Titans. McInnes only played 50 minutes for 48 points. So in his last sort of five games he's been all between 50 and 64 points which is rock solid um the dual hooker second row also very handy but for Nukin on his first game back played 35 odd minutes that'll increase up to anywhere from sort of 50 to 60 in time as he gets his match fitness back with a four forward bench like how many minutes do we see McInnes getting going forward not that he's going to let you down on any given week but if he's a 50 minute player like there's no way I want him in my team as a, a bit of a 55 average plotter for the run home. Yeah, and he's not the sort of guy you can rely on to score a try every mm. two weeks. Like, I wouldn't weeks. be upset if I did own because he'll still be solid enough, yeah. but I wouldn't rush to buy him at this stage. Yeah, no, that's a fair shout. Uh, okay, let's move to the next game, Saturday at 5.30. We've got the Cowboys taking on the Broncos. This one will be an absolute cracker for the Cows. Uh, Luciano Leilua, he is named on the bench. Um, a really interesting guy moving forward. I'm more than happy for him to sit on the pine mm. for a couple of weeks. Well, there's... There's minutes there, isn't there? Like, between Lukey gone for the season, um, that's basically... Luciano probably slots into a 50-minute role there, but he can play edge, he can play middle, which is so valuable for them. Uh, you know, Nanai, Origin duties, um, Town Lolo, big week, minutes on the weekend. So, I mean, you'd need him starting, but there's probably only one injury away from him playing sort of pretty decent minutes. They're Ruben Cotter's out for, you know, another three or four weeks. So, one to keep an eye on. Tom Gilbert's leaving at the end of the season. Yeah. Leilua's going to be there next year, so there is a possibility there. It's worth noting Kyle Felt is on the extended bench. That probably won't impact many people, but it would cause a domino effect of Hamiso, I would assume, coming to the bench. Jakey dropping out of that side, yeah, do you agree? Which, which is fantastic news for Reese Robson owners. Yeah. So, look, I yeah, think Robson's true. probably got that 80-minute role anyway, but there will be blowout games that the Cowboys on their form will have where... 
you know, they might be up by 20 with 30 minutes to go or whatever. And if Granville was there, he'd probably come on and play hooker to give yep. Robson a spell. But if he's not there, Robson has to play 80. So uh, I think I think you're right. I think that will be the domino effect. Felt in, hammer to the bench, Granville out, which is great news for Robson. Pretty handy, yeah. For the Broncos, uh, Branko Lee, he holds his spot at left centre. Adam Reynolds returns as well. Payne Haas, uh, he's a guy that it seemingly is carrying about 14 injuries at the moment for the Broncos still grinding him into the ground. He's been named again this week. And I've said it a few times, but I think we've nailed Payne Haas this year, haven't we? We have, and I love it because early on in the year, he was my big, my anti-pod when everyone went for him from early in the season. He came out and belted out a big first couple of weeks and people saying, oh, you anti-pod him, you're an idiot. I'm sitting there like, well, early days, early days. And ever since, I mean, what is he now? Is he nearly sub 500K? Yeah, he's 500K. Has crazy. They, 500K, has these injury issues, averaging 63 Three-round average 48, five-round average 51. Um, and now you're sitting there going, well, the fact that he's been named, you probably don't want to sell him because back to sort of, if he gets back to normal minutes and, and fitness post-origin, he's going to be a bloke you, you're going to want in your squad. But as a non-owner, I'm sitting there going, Gee, it's nice not to have that issue. Yeah, lovely. Uh, 7.30, we have got the Rabbitohs taking on the Eels on Saturday night. Latrell Mitchell back. Ilias retains his spot in the seven after being dropped after being hooked mid-game, Nikarima moves back to the bench. We've got a question about Latrell a little bit later, so we will get to him. For the Eels, IPAP on the edge, Maddo at 13. Hopefully this is how they look moving forward. But there is an injury cloud around Ryan Madison, so that's one you're going to have to stay tuned on and keep an eye on team list. Makes it really tough because Maddo, we'll talk about round seven in a minute, but he was one of the guys I was looking at. He's one of the few genuine guns I see that I could have brought in. I, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, well, more than looking at non-owners, it's like we've got, as you said, a genuine gun that you'd happily not just keep for the run home, but play in your 17 every week. And now just raise a little bit of question marks, doesn't it, that we're so scarce on uh, genuine round 17 guns. And now he, uh, that mystery around him, the beauty of it is we can sit back and watch him play this week, see his minutes, see how his body gets through it, make sure he doesn't get selected for origin because, you know, one, he's probably one injury away from going back in that side anyway, maybe two. Uh, 117 break even, so he should be dropping some decent coin this week with a bit of luck. Um, so all going to plan. He plays decent minutes this weekend. We get him next week for sub 650k. Uh, but, you know, if he does look a little hampered or plays fewer minutes, that's going to be a tough one next week. Very tough. Round 16, Sunday afternoon, we've got the Warriors taking on the Tigers at 2pm. Warriors heading back. Personally, mate, I have absolutely loved all of the content coming out of the New Zealand Warriors this week. It's been great. Shout out to uh, Surly, his podcast. Uh, you go and have a look at that. He, he uploaded a video of the boys arriving back at Mount Smart. It was unreal. Um, a couple of pictures of Sean Johnson just smiling. Mm. Haven't seen that in so long. Very excited for the Warriors. I hope it all works out for them. Now, Aitken, he has been named in the centres. Uh, Toe Harris in the second row, Curran at 13. The Aitken move, it does make sense. Um, I think their edges have probably been the worst mm. in the NRL over the last season, realistically. I hate it for super coach wise It absolutely kills me. But you've got to understand that move for the Warriors. I've been calling for it for a while. And... As you said, I, I love you and Aitken in the back row. I think it's hopefully his position going forward, but you've already touched on it. The edges are so flimsy there, and they have been all season. You have to shore that up. And they've got a plethora of back rowers there between Torhu's, Curran's, Jack Murch, he's playing some good footy. Uh, it just that You feel so much better about that side with Aitken at centre just to strengthen the edge. Supercoach-wise, it's got to be a dent to him, doesn't it? Because 
he's become so supercoach relevant in the last 12 or so months or the back end of last season into this season because of his massive base he's getting with some attacking upside. If he's had a good team, so no offence to the Warriors, but battling this year, obviously, and he was playing centre with attacking opportunities coming at him, you'd be like, all right, this can work, but I'm just concerned that there won't be enough attacking opportunities for him to, to score well. If he was playing round 17, I could deal with it for two weeks Definitely. or so. I would yeah. be happy to take a punt. Like, I personally think the Warriors win this week. He's got Volkman inside him now, which I think will create more opportunities on that edge. But, uh, yeah, if he's playing out in the centres long term, I think you have to cut ties. They you, can. I know that I will be this week. Your love for Volkman knows no bounds, does it? Yeah, hey, when, when I back a young kid in, I, I, I back you, him in. Have you got him in future immortal status yet? Or no, what? not quite yet. He's not far <laughs> off. He's not far off. Uh, he's definitely in my draft team, and I'm going to be heavily <laughs> fucking relying on him. But anyway, um, I now the Tigers, they obviously go over to New Zealand having a pretty tough trot. At the moment, the Tigers they seem to be the punching bag of most media. At the moment, Jimmy the Jet returns at centre. Brooks, despite the rumours that he would be dropped for this game, he's been named at six. New Brown is the only hooker in the team. He's at nine. Uh, now, Dewey's on the bench again, so you would have to assume that when Dewey comes on, he will jump into six, Brooks into nine. Is that how you see it playing out? Yeah, I think so. In saying that, we were at the game the other week at Bankwest against the Doggies there, and when he first came on there... He came on in sort of a roaming lock kind of role. He was floating both sides of the field a little bit. Uh, there was then an injury to Stafford Toa and he shifted to centre. So initially there, he didn't. But there was all that talk of, of Luke Brooks getting dropped anyway. So we initially anticipated that that is what would have happened with Dewey coming on in the halves, Brooks to hooker. Uh, and as you said, particularly with no hooker on, named on the bench, I think that'll have to be it. To ask New Brown to go 80 It'll be a big, big call, I think, with his lack of sort of first grade time this season. Uh, so yeah, very. I mean, can't wait to see Dewey back in action, and I, I hope he's at five eight. And mate, I, like obviously when, when we were out there the other day, that 15, 20 minutes where he was just floating, mm. he looked good. Yeah, I like the look of him there. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm assuming that the, the Brooks will go to nine. We'll see how it plays out. The other one is Big Stefano now. Started the season pretty bang average. Uh, a new coach, Alex Twole, potentially missing long term. Um, they've got a debutante front rower on the bench. They've got Dewey on the bench. Uh, the debutante is a front rower too, so congratulations to him making his debut. But Stefano, he could become relevant. I picked him up last week and put him on my draft bench. I think he's a guy that, I'm not saying definitely, obviously, because he looked awful to start the season, but he's a guy that he could have a bit of impact in the back end of this season. I like to think I've got my head around sort of most... Like I do um, team news for, for the Telegraph of a, of a Monday morning and a late mail of a Thursday, so I've pretty well got my head around the teams between all this research. And it's not often the sort of too many things slip past my radar just because of the sheer amount of times I look into it. But sometimes, Guru, you just dangle these little cherries in front of me and you've just found one that I mm. hadn't even considered. And I just mentioned that I wanted to downgrade uh, Maxi King, but Utakamano, 314k, break even 55. Uh, I wish he had another week behind him, but as you said, twelve looks long-term, uh, well, possibly long-term until concussion base, but, you know, it could be Maxi King to him for close to 200k next week. I mean, the law depends how he comes back from injury, mm. but he could be, a, a, like, last season, he averaged 52 points in 45 minutes, but the back end of that season playing big minutes, he was rock solid. Like, he, he was putting up keeper scores, so... Mate, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, obviously noticing Stefano's a very top 50 mindset sort of play, so <laughs> I, I can understand you missing that one. But you have a look at his, his last year. I mean, his five-round average on his run home was 65. Yeah. Like, he has got a try. He scored two tries in that run, to be fair. Uh, but he is a guy that, 
can score very well. And in this Tiger side, I think they're looking for someone to really stand up. He could be the guy. And the, the thing is, as far as around 17 number comes, it may be coming a little bit too soon because he might play 25 minutes off the bench this week. Say 25, 30. Then for around 17, he like maybe plays 35 or something as he gets his fitness back, which might only equate to a 30 to 40 points in round 17. But you're still cashing in, say, a king or whatever for about 200k to allow you to do other trades. You know, even if you bank 40 points for round 17 for a bloke who you're getting seriously undervalued, um, mate, you've, uh, you've certainly got me thinking. He's, he's now in my plans. I'd love to see Freddie bring him into Origin Camp next week. We know what that did last year. Oh, Could send him geez. to a new fucking stratosphere. But yeah, yeah. one to watch there. You know, just supporting Tigers' side. Um, Dragons, Raiders, 4pn, your boys. Uh, is, this, is this a must-win for both clubs, do you think? Yeah, well, that <coughs> battle for the top eight, that sort of seventh, eighth spots, every single week you look at it and go, oh, you know, the Jags are no chance, mm-hmm. the Raiders are no chance. <coughs> Manly Seagulls, you know, sort of battling along there. But the more you look into it, even when they're losing games, you're like, <laughs> they're never far off it, yep. are they? So <coughs> we, we talk about it with teams like the Sharks and that quite often. You don't have to be knocking off the Panthers and Storms and these big-name teams to make the eight, but you've got to be winning games like this, don't yep. you? So, as I said... With these two likely to be anywhere from sort of two, two to four points away from each other come round 25, it's a huge game for them. Massive. I, I, I reckon there's a good chance whoever wins this game might play finals footy this year. Mm, it's, well, it, it's one of those games as far as where they're both placed. It's going to be really important. Uh, for the Dragons, mate, is there anything doing here for you? Um, I think Jack DeBellin's been in good form the last few mm. weeks, but I... I don't think I could look at him realistically. Is there is there anything that interests you here on the Dragons side? So little. I mean, Zach Lomax is, is the only one that you maybe have a bit of a look at, but I'm just not convinced by the Dragons at all and that they've... I mean, I just don't back them. They were awesome against the Bunnies, but can they back it up? Um, we'll see. Zachy Lomax, it'd have to take a pretty special performance this week to consider buying him, which is possible, but I think most people's centre wings are pretty stacked. Mm. Um, then you factor in a few other players who, who are targets down the road. Uh, not for me, but yeah, we'll see. Guys, you might have locked in your trades this week, but how well do you know your numbers outside of Supercoach? With interest rates going up at the moment, it might be time to finally trade banks and save yourself a bit of cash. If you've got no idea where to start, I'm definitely guilty of being in this boat. Shoot Pat and George Morgan's Choice a message on Instagram or give them a call on 02-9521-1611 and mention the special code SC Playbook for a free consultation while they'll take care of the rest. It doesn't matter what state you're based in, they're good blokes, and more importantly, they're guns at Supercoach. You'd be mad if you don't. Let's move to the Canberra Raiders, your side. Um, another side, there isn't a heap of movement here. Chance has been named on the bench, which mm. with a bench of Tom Starling, Chance, Sutton, Horsburgh, another win for Joey Tapanay and Adam Elliott, owners as well, but Tapanay in particular, uh, as an owner, this really excites me again. Uh, massive, massive win for Taps, isn't it? A weird bench, like, especially when you're playing Starlo, like, 30 minutes or whatever he is yep. at the moment. Chan to, you know, it's hard to see Chan to any more than 20 or 30 minutes there back from injury. Whether they run out with that on game day, it, you sort of get sick of trying to predict what stick he's going to do, don't you? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me, but we'll see what he runs out with. P- particularly with two middles in Horsburgh and Sato, which you need on a smaller bench, but, you know, they're not going to have massive minutes in them. Like if it was Harry or Naira on the bench, you go, who can play middle and play 80. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I feel like, 
Ricky has been probably more consistent than he ever has been the last five or six weeks with his forward pack. Normally, mm. that's he has. the nightmare. But then you, you look at that bench and just trying to work out what he's going to do with the nines. And where, where, where do you see Chance fitting in for the rest of the season? I don't know. I, I think it all revolves around Xavier Savage's form. Kotrick and Rapper, obviously, the wingers. They're not going far. Um, in saying that, Kotrick can play centre if needed. He could replace Seb Chris, but he's so important for their yardage coming out of their end as well. So I like him there. I think it all comes down to Xavier Savage's form. Mm. Savage is so just hit and miss every single week. We see the the flashy moments. We see the issues in his game uh, being still so raw at the NRL level. So if Savage comes out the next couple of weeks and kills it, he can start that spot for the season. If he doesn't, and that there are more of these rocks than there are diamonds, well, Chance will slot straight back in at fullback, won't he? So I think it all comes down, and Chance are so reliable, so it'll come down to what what um, Savage is throwing up. Yeah, I know it probably doesn't impact much, but fuck, it kills me to see Jersey nineteen CHN. I just think he's so talented, especially super coach wise. I always love him Couldn't as agree a pot more. option. I mean, fuck, there must be some clubs. Trying to get his signature, oh, surely. He's, a, he's such a gun. I was watching a reserve grade game of the Raiders at uh, Redfern Oval about a month back, and he he was just so much better than everyone on that field. And there was NRL talent on that field, like enough of it there. Mm. He was just obliterating blokes. They couldn't tackle him. He'd offload every run. It was just, I'm, I'm with you, mate. I, and it's a good sign for the Raiders that they can't squeeze mm. him in there, but far out. He's a, he's a very talented footballer. All right, mate, let's get into some hot topics this week. The first one, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. He will return this week. He'll be at fullback for them. Well, we assume he'll be at fullback. Could seem come off the bench, but I think he'll probably start in the one. Whether he goal kicks or not, we will see. Um, now, we spoke about, we mentioned earlier, we spoke about Pappy a lot last week. So if you'd like to go back and have a listen to that deep analysis, Go back to last week. That was uh, recorded about eight seconds before he got COVID. So plenty of chat there, <laughs> but we'll go over it very quickly. Neither of us are buying him this week. I, I just don't see the point buying him this week. He'll be a little bit cheaper next week. He's coming back from injury. There's just so many reasons not to buy him this week. If you're desperate and you're trying to jump up big, maybe I can understand it, but still playing at Brookvale, potentially Munster could be out. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, let's say he does start at fullback this week. 930k, 144 break even, Manly at Manly. It's just there are so many red flags towards it. Coming back from from injury, coming off COVID, you don't know how much that's affected him. Um, Not a chance I'm going near him. And while I really do want him for 17, and, and like if he comes back this week and scores 30 and there's more massive price drops coming, like my halves, and I touched on it last week, but... uh. Basically anywhere in five eight half like a fullback, I can get Pappy in. Cleary and Mam are going nowhere. Mam will go after round seventeen, but he's a great number next week. Munster and Walker. Well, Munster, I'm pretty hesitant to sell him now mm-hmm. that he's been named to play and it doesn't look too serious. Walker's playing seventeen. Hines and Teddy at fullback aren't going anywhere. So as I said there's definitely a world where I don't get Pappy for round seventeen, which will terrify me. Um, but it'll just be a massive watch this weekend. Yeah, he's an interesting one, Pappy. I know a lot of people that are going him this week. Uh, I just, I don't know, just doesn't make sense to me. Mm. But anyway, mate, round 17. We've sort of tiptoed around it for the last few weeks, mentioned it here and there. Our strategies are very different. As I said, I'm in front of you by 278 points. I'm confident that you wrangle in a lot of those points in round 17. My strategy, I've always, I've sort of been looking at it for the last six weeks, going, oh, I might do this, might do that. The closer we get... The more I can see less options that I genuinely want, 
Last week, I was sitting there going, okay, Maddo will be one now that he's been dropped from origin. With him now with this rib injury floating around, I'll have to see how he goes this weekend. I'm probably going to make one trade this weekend. I think I'll go to Grant Anderson to free up some cash um, if, if he plays, which I'm pretty sure he will. But, mate, I, I'm looking at round 17, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give away some points, but I'm starting to think that I might be better off saving the trades mm. for the run home. That's sort of my mindset. Where are you sitting on, on round 17? I mean... It's been a few weeks now where you keep telling me you're gonna you're gonna make four trades, and I and I, I just keep sitting here going, "Fuck, I don't know what four trades you're going to make." As it gets closer, how are you feeling about it? Still, I'm still going hard at round 17, mm. but it's obviously loosening with, with every day that passes on the, the lesser targets. And you said Maddo um, throws a little bit more of a spanner in the works. He's a little rib injury, but as it stands, uh, if I only make the Grant trade this week. So I did end up saving a trade before the rep round. I'm likely at this stage to save a trade this round. I'll probably just go uh, hammer down to Grant Anderson, um, which will free me up about 300K going into next week. And then would allow me, like I've still got, what? I've got two boosts left. So I think I can find four targets that I want next week. And going through a couple of them, we've got Maddo being a massive one, Pappy being another. But as I said... Barring injuries, origins, whatever's, I'm struggling to get him in. But, you know, if Munster doesn't play this week, like, why, why would you need to play Munster this week, honestly, if you're Bellamy? We'll see what happens there. But if he doesn't play this week and then he doesn't play, he won't play round 17, there's every chance he gets rested after origin as well. So if he misses three weeks, um, I don't mind, provided you've got the trades up your sleeve, to trade him out and then get him back in after origin. Um you know, if you're limited trade, sort of sub-10, don't even think about it, just hold him. Yep. But at 13 with two boosts, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. So maybe that's my ticket to him. Uh, a couple of others there. Maybe a Ramian or a Katara is a bit of a pod in the back line. I might not need to do enough now that I'm getting sort of Grant Anderson, or at this stage I am, provided he plays. But maybe someone like a Trent Peoples to free up a stack of cash. Don't mind Sevo. Jerome Hughes I really want, but... For all the issues I just mentioned, very hard to find getting in. And I know you're keen on him. So, yeah, as it stands, I'll I'll probably use a trade this week, three to four next week, which will give me anywhere from sort of 13 to 14 next week. Yeah, I, I'm very keen on Hughes. I just – I don't know how I make it work. I think I'm mm. going to have to make a decision for round 17 whether I go Hughes or Pappy. Well, that's um, it, isn't it? Yeah. It pretty much comes down to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll need to fuck around with it a little bit to work out how on earth. I'm going to do it, but I would love to have Husey. I just love watching him play mm. at the moment. He's he's just something else, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And let's have a quick look at the Storms run home. So what do we got? It's round 16, Manly, tough. Um, Sharky's round 17 without their players. That'll be tough, but he'll run the show. Raiders, Bunnies, Warriors, Hines Titans. won't be there round 17, though, you've got to remember. True. So but you know what? There's every chance we do get Hines. So if Jackie Wyden, and we spoke yeah, about it in true, depth yeah. on the Bloke podcast on Monday, but if Jackie does miss the 17, like he'll be the, the 18, won't he? Which means we get Hines. Thank you for coming. Yeah, that's fair, actually. Um, but one thing to note, head-to-head finals, um, rounds 21 to 24, Titans, this is the Storms run, Titans, Panthers, Broncos, Roosters. Then for overall players, they finish the season against Parramatta. So really tough last five weeks, but... Yeah. He's, he's uh, just on that topic as well, before we move off it, do you think we get Sivitalikai back round 17? Probably not. Mm. You think he stays in the side? 
Yeah, there's just there's so many moving parts to that with what they want to do with Jack White and whether, um, as I said, we, we chatted about it on Monday, but like, do they play Jack at centre? Do they bring Jack onto the bench as the utility? It's a little bit hard because Damien Cook's already there, but um, he can play a relatively similar role to Talakai. I know people say that's stupid. Talakai can play in the forwards more effectively than Jack, but... Jack's a big boy. If he comes on and plays 25 in just a, a next factor role, roaming through the middle, he can do that. We know how much Freddie loves Jack White. And so, you know, there's a chance we do get um, Sefa. If not Sefa, hopefully Nico Hines, one of them will take. Sefa will be better because everyone owns Nico. But yeah. mm, we'll see, mate. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we'll get one of them back. I don't know which one it'll be. I'm, I'm with you. I, I hope it's Talakai, especially as uh, more Talo owners. Mm. If we get Talakai yeah. back that week, um, that'll be it just it is against Melbourne though. But Melbourne's back five at the moment. It's not great. Yeah. So an interesting one. Mate, is there anything on round 17? Anything else you want to touch on, or can we move to uh, head to head? I'll tell you one that that did crop up. Just a little bit, and, and I tend to get a little bit excited sometimes, particularly around this buy period when we're looking for an extra number. But Chris Lewis, named to start on the edge for mm. the Storm with Kafusi out. So Kafusi will obviously be out again next week due to Origin. 230k, edge for Melbourne. Not a bad spot to be. If he locks in a big minute roll, um, break-even's 43. So it'd probably be a, a two-trade play to get him in for 17. Then you wouldn't really want him lingering around as an AE nightmare, but... You know, it's one, one to keep an eye on this week. My only thing I would say about him is to have a look and work out why Trent Liru is yeah. in this side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, whether it's HIA, injury, whatever it is. But personally, I think he's a little bit higher on the pecking order. And I, I mean, regardless, you're not going to bring in Chris Lewis this week. Yeah, exactly. You'd wait till next week. But, but just keep an eye on that situation because personally, I think Lewis is under Trent realistically. Uh, but as we said, wait for round 17. You can see how that plays out. Mate, talk to us about head-to-head strategy for some people that have uh, battled a little bit this year. I know a lot of my mates have already turned to head-to-head strategy for this year. Tell yeah, us about mate, it. so we often, I think every Supercoach podcast out there gets a little bit caught up in overall at times where there are so many head-to-head focused players. So just, just a quick little note on the strategy there and, and a few different things. So first things first is look at where you are at on the ladder. And if you're sort of top four there, you don't need to go hard uh, at round 17. Um if you're battling away and you're outside the eight, you can go, all right, I need to win my round 17 clash. So go to round 17, look at who you're playing, count how many players you anticipate having, count how many players you anticipate them having. You might be up against someone that's stacked with round 17 numbers, in which case you go, I don't need to go near this round yeah, or, or targets yeah. for that. We just mentioned the, the lack of targets, so just avoid it. Um, you might look at round seven and go, all right, we're both sitting on about eight or nine players. I'm sitting eighth, I really need this win. So you might use it, burn an extra couple of trades to get the win that week. Um, and yeah, as I said before, if you're sort of top four and sitting comfortably, you don't need the win in round 17. Save the trades for the end of the season. But ultimately, as a head-to-head player, you need trades come head-to-head finals um, for that. As I mentioned, last year, head-to-head finals were rounds 22 <coughs> to 25. A really good move by the people over at Supercoach HQ to make head-to-head finals rounds 21 to 24 because we had all the mass restings in mm-hmm. round 25 and head-to-head grand finals get screwed over. Uh, with a bit of luck, that won't happen this year. So great move and, and credit where due to them. Um, but yeah, like if you're going, even if you make finals, if you have no trades going into those rounds, yeah, you're going to be, you won't be lasting long. So 
Bank on at least having sort of four trades going in the first week of finals uh, to use throughout that finals campaign if you do are lucky enough to go far enough. Yep, fair shout. Should we get into some questions? Let's do it, mate. All right, first one comes from Ishan, who uh, is a day one follower. I, I was actually uh, looking through our chat the other day. He's been following me since Supercoach Guru days, so about five years or so. So thank you for your support, mate. He says, is it too late for Tapanay? Uh, I've obviously got him, you don't. What's your mindset on this one? Poor old fella, following you for Supercoach knowledge from Dave Dodd. It's been fucking battling. top 100k, <laughs> but it'd be sizzling this year, hopefully. Uh, taps, <clears throat> Taps is killing me, I'll tell you that much. It's my, my own Raiders boy, but five-round average, 78. Three-round average, 85. No tries in that period, either. No tries. One try assist this season, so it's like... We know he's got that upside. Dude's yep. a weapon. So he's busting tackles, he's offloading, his minutes are, are creeping up there a little bit. Uh, I... Head-to-head players, yes, yeah, sweet. You can move him onto him this week if you want. As a head-to-head player, I'm like, as my starting front rowers being, uh, who are we, Tam Lolo and Isaiah Papali'i, I don't really need him. Like, yeah, I know he's got dual second row, front row, but then you look at back row and you go blokes like Angus Crichton, Cam Murray, Ryan Madison, so many guns available. I'm happy to bypass him um, unless he starts playing like 65, 70 minutes and just going berserk. As I said, head-to-head players, yeah, I think that's fine. But overall, I think I'd be waiting, waiting to around 18 if I was keen. It is, uh, it is the other thing you consider last week. He only played 45 minutes. Granted, he pumped out 58 base stats, yeah, which is incredible. He did obviously have that try assist. He was, he was just taking the piss last week, throwing two-man cutout balls. Jeez, that was a hard watch because <laughs> it was – I can't remember who missed the tackle, but – it was horrific. And I'm sitting there, mate, you've just, like, you're just killing me. <laughs> when it happened, you, it was when I saw you at the train station yeah. and you were watching it live. And, yeah. I, and I, watched, <laughs> I watched you from about 40 metres away go, fuck, 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 freak out. And I thought, oh, Tapanay's done something yeah. here. Who, How good. Ko- Kochik ran through, I think, Chuala. Yeah. And I was just like, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Nightmare, how can't good. Win them all. Can't win them all. Be good to win a few more, though. Let's move <laughs> to our next question from Hugh. What to do with Drinky? I am a drink water owner. I I was sitting here for a long time thinking he will be my ticket to Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, my jury is out on Drinky. I don't know if I keep him or let him go. The run home isn't fantastic. I mean, he could be my ticket to Pappenhausen, but I have got other avenues to get to Pappy now. He could also be my ticket to Jerome Hughes potentially for next week, which is something I'm seriously considering. But Drinky could be a hold for the season. He's one of them ones where I know I don't own him and I've never been an owner, unfortunately, because he's killing it. But he's had this trial period over the last four weeks, basically since that round 13 that the Cowboys played, where you've gone, all right, let's test him and we find out if he becomes a season-long keeper or not. And he's gone one nineteen ninety. And then 50, we're sort of no clearer to working out whether yep. he's a keep. Well, I mean, he's averaging 73. So oh, his dual position, put it this way, as a non-owner, I hate not owning him. It terrifies me because he's a gun. The Cowboys are firing. Um, what to do with him? Like, you've got a massive decision to make next week, don't you? And, and what can he do? Barring a sub-50 score this week, I don't think you'd be any closer to making that decision. No. So uh, and mate, like, I don't know what you do. He's only played 11 games this year. <clears throat> to have a 73 average from 11 games when one of those he got 12 in. Against Penrith where, you know, any tough games down the track, you can sit him if you want to. So their, their run's pretty good. They have Penrith around 25 where there could be rested players anyway. Um, you've got the Roosters in there, but 
you know, they're not overly inspiring yeah, at the fair. moment. So they've got three, he has three tons to his name, two 90s, and that's in 11 games this year. So, yeah, actually, their draw's a bit better than what I yeah. thought it was. There is a good little run there. Uh, yeah, I. Oh, fuck, he's tough. Because, like, as I said, he's played 11 games, 73 average. He had that 12 in there. And yeah, he's had 300s, but his highest has been 119. It's not like he's got 170 in mm. there that's pushing that average up. So, and yeah, he scored a 50 against Manly last week. Obviously, being an owner in draft, classic fucking everything imaginable, watched him very closely. He had one try assist, which was of a kick. Outside of that, I think he was on eight points at half time. So the only real attacking stats he got was that 12 points of try assist. Like, being a fullback in the top four team, you're going to get yeah. more than that each and every week. And then if it helps, and this is a little speculative, but round 18, Cowboys play two days after Origin. I think they're the Friday 6pm game. So there's every chance Val Holmes doesn't play. Drink yeah, your kick kicks. goals. So I know it's only one game, but it all helps. Yeah. I've, That's I'm so in. glad I've got him, but he is a headache. Yeah, He's a headache. Good yeah. headache. Yeah. It, Gun to head, who would you rather have for the run home? Scott Drinkwater, Jerome Hughes? Probably probably Scott Drinkwater, just because there's a lot of mouths to feed at Melbourne. Yep. And I've spoken about it before, and, and they can still all score well together. But Drinky's just such a focal point of that Cowboys attack, so probably Drinky, but... Oh. Just, uh, like but, but, as I said, Hughes gets you around 17, yep. so... There's going to be a lot of teams come the back end of the season that they're going to be watching the Penrith Panthers with Toto, May, Tungo, all on their side, potentially mm. kick out as well, Cleary. And then they're going to also, there's going to be teams that are going to potentially have Munster, Hughes, Pappy, Grant as well. Mm. And that's that's a good point. I think um, we had on the Playbook podcast last night, Socceroos skipper Matty Ryan, and he made that exact point. He was talking about getting, we're talking about Jerome Hughes and, just stacking with that storm spine and and Penrith plays well. What if they do mass rest late on in the season? You're just a shot duck. So yeah. it is one to keep in mind, isn't it? I was a goalkeeper too, for pretty obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> let's move to our next one. It comes from F Woodcock. Says Cody Walker to Hughes currently ranked 180. We've already touched on Hughes a little bit, with the rank of 180, I don't mind this move. Um, I'm not a Cody Walker owner. I haven't had him all season. You are. What do you think about this trade? Yeah, and look, it's one that I I could make as well potentially, but. Cody, Cody's just a guy, he's been pretty ordinary, but he's still scoring all right. Um, I don't know, like the, the way he's playing, he's not a keeper, but he'd come out round 17 and go 130, find his form, Bunnies find a bit of mojo and you're sitting there going like, what have I done? Not only did I, I lose a keeper, but I lost a bloke play, keeper in round 17. I don't have it in me to do it when he's playing next week. Yep. When we're all depleted for numbers. Uh, not for me, but look, it's, it could be like the big pod move that you do from that rank that, that sends you soaring. So high risk, but could be high return. After having Cody Walker in my draft team last year, I think he's one of the more frustrating players. Like he, he can have a really quiet mm. game and score 40. Then the next week he can have three tries and you're like, beautiful. And yeah. you look, he scored 80. You're like, what the fuck? He, he played yeah. like, he's just one of those guys. The other thing I'll say on him is, Latrell back's going to help so much. Yep. Like just their yard, you just get them on the front foot from from kick returns and all that. Uh, really, really beneficial. So I'd like to see how Cody goes and the whole bunnies in general uh, with Latrell back. Uh, there's particularly if we do get Latrell for round 17, um, that'll help all their contingent. Yep. Let's roll with the hot hand there from Luke Banks. Is Latrell worth a cop this week? <clears throat> what do you reckon? Not a chance. Um, Not a chance. Even if you're desperate for ranks to try and make a play. Well. 
Firstly, there's every chance that he gets picked for Origin next week. Yep. 630k, break even of 135. Tough matchup against Parramatta. Bunnies just got towed up by the Dragons. Um, like we, does he, will he kick goals? I think he will. All right, so he'll kick goals. First game since round five, a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, like, are you achieving that much by going early on in this week? To, re- to re- repay the faith, he'd basically have to go 100 plus and then not get picked for Origin and play next week. So I just, I don't like it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, uh, yeah, if he does play well, which you'll need him to, he is going to play Origin. So, fair shout. Um, yeah, not not well, a guy you're, you're that right, I'm. Right. If he comes out and goes 100 plus, that means he's probably got a double and a couple of try assists, which means he then nearly definitely plays Origin. So, yeah. it's, it's counterproductive. It, it is a bit of a lose lose. Yeah, you make some good points there. Um, next one comes from Mitchie Day. What is happening with Schuster? Will he start at some point? The million dollar question. I'm hoping he doesn't for the next few weeks. We spoke about this on Monday. Mm. If in three or four weeks we can get to, I think he's two hundred and I think he's three hundred and twenty or something. Three fifty at the moment, break three. even eighty. Well, mate, oh, oh, what, what, what did he score last week? Like fifteen or something? <laughs> he wishes four. Four fuck. So that's gonna. So mate, you, you could get him for two hundred and fifty k in. You get yeah. him for less in four weeks' time, yeah. depending on how he's used over the next few weeks. And we saw um, on the weekend playing for Samoa what he's capable. We know what he's capable of doing anyway. Mm. But he's a guy that. Like he could be a genuine downgrade option in a few weeks' time, uh, as you said the other week. You know, your VC loophole is is pretty overrated realistically. Um, he could be a guy that you could get really cheap and, and just wait until he eventually does get that eighty minute spot. And if he doesn't, mm. so be it. Imagine going like a a Kiraz or a Josh King or something to Schuster around eighteen or nineteen, making two hundred and fifty K, then Schuster starts playing eighty minutes and average of sixty for the rest of the season. Like he he's such a big watch for post origin. Uh, could you see yourself potentially doing that with Kiraz? I've sold Kiraz. No, I know. I just wanted to you are sold. I, to <laughs> I love that. All right. Uh next question. We got Riley Sadia says, What to do if you're a Haas owner? We are not, thank God. Uh a heap of injuries going on here. He's got to play Origin oh. 3. Um, and realistically, he's then got to go back to Brisbane. I don't know. Is this whole saga over with Payne Haas up there at Brisbane? There's a lot of moving pieces mm. here. Uh, I look, I, I don't really have an answer. I, it's probably a tentative hold for me, just in the sense that, look, we know he's a proven gun in the front row. He could come out post-origin, fired up for the run home and an average 75, 80 and just pump out big minutes and big scores. Um, but he's also just carrying all these different injuries to both shoulders. He's had AC joint injuries. So oh, you can see why people would sell it. I'm, again, another one, I'm just glad I'm not in that position. It's tough though if you do, like he's, he's one of your guns that you've had all year. If you do sell him, you want to get another gun in, but you're going to have to pay an extra 150, 200k to get anyone that's decent. Well, that's it. The value's not there at the moment, yeah. is it? So, and, like, no one's putting their hand up saying, yeah. oh, I'm a good option. If here. you're 657, you go, all right, I can cash him in for someone and make 200k or whatever, but you're not making money out of it, really. Yeah. Unless I mean, you get Kamanu. Well, that's what I was about <laughs> to say. If Stefano kicks on over the next two or three weeks, yeah. which is a huge if, don't get us wrong, uh, but that could be a play there. Uh, next one comes from Dylan Turk, big fan of the show. Sends a, comment, sends a question in just about every week. So thanks for your support, Dylan. Tohu Harris, hold or sell? Uh, underwhelming, I think, would be a fair way to describe Tohu. I know he's still... You know, coming back from injury, he took rep weekend off, obviously. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just look at him and I watch him play and I'm not sure if he's 
going to be the guy we hoped he was going to be. What are your thoughts? Yeah. It's a tough one. I mean, it just, it's another example of just players coming out from ACLs. They, yep. they just don't... He's not scoring that poorly. Like, he scored 37 in 30 minutes in his first game back. From there, he went in 70-plus minutes every game, 67 last week. But 56, 50, 47, 55, 58. Like, they're pretty solid scores. He's another who the value's gone out of a little bit, 490K. He's going to improve with every game back. Um, like... Ideally, I think I'd say I think he can find his form and, and I'd be happy to hold on for a bit longer. But the fact that he doesn't play round 17 and we've just mentioned that we're just struggling to find targets to take out of our teams and you've got Torhu sitting there going, oh, well, he could average 50 to 55 for the rest of the season. He's a bloke that I can get rid of and get in a gun second row forward for round 17. So like a Maddo, for example, for a non-owner. Um, yeah, look, I'd be tempted to give him one more week and then move him on to a Madison or Barnett type next week. But it's, he's not quite come back where we, we'd hoped. Yeah. Speaking of the Warriors, and this is one for my team, we've got it up on the screen here. Um, can you see the little bold play I'm going for this weekend? Volkman skipper. <laughs> he might be in my draft team going like a fucking busted. Mate, Warriors returning back home. I think I'm going to play Jazz this week. I've got a feeling it might be one of those weeks he goes fucking berserk. I look at McInnes. If that Sharks bench is as I expect... Uh, I don't mind Jazz. He's very low ownership, which I understand. I can't I was, believe you're still a Jazz owner. Yeah, it's uh, it hasn't played out the way that I thought it would. But 61 last week, he came out and said this week that the Warriors will beat the Tigers this week. Returning back home, Jazz either scores 65 to 70 or he gets knocked out in the second minute and scores three for me. But he's going to be my little pod play this week, Jazz. Yeah, I'm just having a look. What's their bench look like in this one? Because um, that'll be the big factor for me. Um, here we are. So we've got Harris Tavita, beautiful. Bunty, Elias Katoa, Bailey Siren. I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, it's now or never, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't see him beating <laughs> my team be all fun. that much longer. He'd be fun. Um, and as you said, he's a passionate bloke, Jazz. He'll be so Mate, fired I just think he's going to go line. fucking berserk. He could, he could have 47 offloads, so... Yeah, no, I don't. I played 54 minutes last game as well. Uh, I don't know if I can't remember if that was inflated by HAAs or anything elsewhere, but yeah, look, go for it. Mate, should we have a look at captains this week Let's do quickly? It. Um, obviously got Pappy on Thursday night. If you do have him, I think it's too much of a punt though for me. Mm. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Twitter updates of whether he's goal kicking in the warm up yeah. or not. That'll be very exciting. Nathan Cleary takes on the Chooks. Roosters are at $5.50. It is God. out there at Bluebet. That's big odds. Uh, Cleary backing up from Origin. Is he a VC or a straight C for you this week? Either or. At this stage, I'm looking at Cleary VC, Nico Hines C. Uh, just, it, it's, <laughs> it's a tough one. The dogs, I don't know. Are they? I was going to say, are they back? But they never really, for saying they're back, that'll be dating back to about 2014. So, But they've been fantastic last two weeks. Belted the Tigers outfit, meh. The para game was very impressive. I don't know. The other consideration, it's very wet in Sydney this weekend, uh, which impacts both games. Look, Friday night, if it's wet out at Bluebet against the Roosters, that turns into a bit of a grind. Post-Origin clearly becomes a worry for me. I mentioned it on the, the potty last night for Playbook, but Nico scores substantially better with wet hair. It's, it's fact. <laughs> so, well, I don't know. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I, I think the wet weather's going to play a role. I think I'll VC Cleary. And then 
I don't know. I'm not. I'm not, I, mate. Just from being out there at Combat the other day watching Canterbury, I, I kind of think they've turned a bit of a corner. I, yeah. I think they're going to put on a big, a good performance against the Sharks. Who, fuck, let's call it spade a spade. The Sharks aren't going overly yeah. well. They're not the team they were six or seven weeks ago, mate. The one that I don't mind, and it's obviously not an option for you, it is for me. Drinky in Townsville versus Brisbane. I think both those teams are going to be really up for that game. Mm. He's one that I will consider. If Cleary goes quiet. If I had to decide between Nico and Drinky, I'm seriously going to consider Scott Drinkwater. It's a pun. I, I, I don't mind in the dry, yeah. The other um, option, another one that's not an option for you, which is great, Joey Tapano. There's the argument he's backing up from Rep Brown, but the reality is that was last. He's got an eight-day turnaround. He's got an eight, so right. It's the same as playing. An, I, an I wouldn't game, do that. I'm, I'm so like fixated on chasing the big ceiling skippers, even on a tough week. Um, mm. Like... The idea of going taps for like a, a solid 70 just bores the hell out of me, hey? So I'm chasing that 150 every day, so I'd be going to drink water. Look, if you're going to win Supercoach this year, I don't think taps getting 75 if. for you is... <laughs> I don't think taps getting 75 for you is the way to do it. I think mm. it's you need to be ballsy and play, which we know you do, you're mm. ballsy man, uh, is go drinky and then he comes in and gets 150 and all of a sudden you're sitting third. Yeah, yeah. That's in terms of the, the drinky v taps argument. I, I think I'll probably still go Nico, but yeah. Yeah, I just reckon that Canterbury side, I, I, I think they have turned a corner to some mm. extent. Could be wrong. Have been on a number of fucking times in the past. So see how we go. But if, if yeah. you had to put money on, what does Cleary score? What do you reckon against this Chook side? Oh, look, he's so safe for, for his 80 to 100. I, I know he's gone lower, but I'd back him for, you know, come out and go 90, okay. which, which is good going. What do you take as a VC then? Uh, 110 me, me, do you me take personally it? my entire squad's playing so I'm probably gonna have a shit 15 in there somewhere due to HIA or poor score or whatever yeah. um, wait can can you take a VC score uh, as it stands probably not yeah right unless someone's ruled out or something yeah but say I can and if someone's ruled out or whatever which to be honest with a lot of origin contingent like there's mon monsters in there yeah um, so I'll, I'm sure someone will be rested monster plays First game. Yeah, so that's stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in terms of for other people, I'd probably want 120 yeah. minimum. So so if, if you can't VC, is it, is it Cleary for you? Uh, I'm still thinking Nico. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Very unconfirmed. But I think I'll go VC, Nathan, and then I'll see yeah. drinking. And, and put moment. it this way, I'm very... I love a good radar radar monitor, so I'll be watching the weather all weekend. And if there's not a lot of rain around on Friday, that's dry at Bluebet. I'll probably just lock in Cleary. Um, if it's pouring on Friday night and it's looking like maybe drying up, which it's not at this stage for Saturday, well, you know, maybe I'll go the other way around. So. We'll and see. as it stands right now, your trades for this week, are you going to bring in Anderson or not? I'm thinking Hammer to Anderson, yep. provided he obviously starts. Yeah, cool. And I think I'm going to go you and Aitken to Anderson. Obviously, assuming he starts, we're hoping that he will. Yeah, I will say one thing. I'd be, I'd be very scared if Papenhausen's on the bench, and then Anthony and I are both there, and we don't really know what the plan is. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping Pappy just starts. Yermai dropped. Anson on the wing scores four. Happy days. Hopefully, hopefully Pappy. Uh, I mean, I like. Thankfully, for all those reasons, it is the first game. Oof, hey, if Pappy was playing Sunday or, or even Saturday, drama, it would be 
chaos. Mm. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us once again. We have got Matty the Waterboy here. He's prepping for the next show. Uh, heads down, ass up stuff. Make sure you get out this week. Buy yourself a case of Bloke and a Bar. Got the mid-strength and the full-strength to cracking drops. Best of luck with your Supercoach this weekend. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, all the good stuff for us. Make sure you jump onto social media. Follow Supercoach at Supercoach Playbook 1. Rugby League Guru, if you're listening on the Playbook, come to the Guru Podcast. If you're listening on the Guru Podcast, come to the Playbook Podcast. You guys know the routine. Thanks for joining us once again, and we will see you next week.